Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Uh, Andrea, happy birthday. Oh, thanks. We're recording on my birthday today. Yeah, we are. How exciting, how fitting, because we were going to do an episode on traveling as you get older and traveling at different ages. Mm -hmm. Um, So we thought we would record this one today as I get older. And your birthday's in a couple weeks. You're going to be another year older. (sighs) Yes, I am. You're still, uh, I feel like as the older and wiser one, I'm dreading it a little bit more. By like a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Well, that's cool. We'll do, we'll record a, an episode on your birthday as well. And we can, yeah. you know, maybe do like a part two on, on traveling as you get older. <laughs> well, I will say, and I don't know if you found this, my travel style is changing as I get older. Yeah, I feel the same. Mm-hmm. And I think not just in terms, because we've definitely touched in other episodes about, uh, you know, having career jobs where we're making more so we can spend a little more. But I don't even mean kind of in that regard. I just mean in oh, like comfort and all kinds of different ways. Like, yeah. what have you noticed? What have you noticed has changed as you're getting? Older? I think I think the biggest thing I, I've noticed, um, I would definitely say accommodation. So. I'm not opposed to staying in hostel still. So I'm now like breaching mid thirties and I'll quite Mm. happily stay in a, in a hostel if I'm going to a country or city that is really expensive. But where I used to stay in hostels all the time, like anywhere I'd go, I'd stay in a hostel. It would be dirt cheap. Now Mm. in my thirties, I will opt for like an Airbnb or a nice hotel. Um, Again, especially in countries where it is cheap. Uh, where you can get accommodation for cheap. That's mm-hmm. something I'm I'm kind of over the whole shared accommodation thing. But I know we've mentioned it before. You can still get private rooms 
in yes. hostels, which yes. is something I'll still look into where you still get the social aspect of staying in a hostel, but you know, you get your own space and, you know, just having my own bathroom, sharing yeah. a bathroom, sharing space, having someone sleeping next to you that you don't know. I'm definitely over that. I'd say that's the, the first thing. Uh, and then I'd say as well, when it comes to booking flights, again, I know we've, we've talked about flights and, and long haul travel and comfort, uh, but mm-hmm. definitely I'll, I'll opt to spend a bit more money now on whether it's either extra leg room or picking a seat. A lot of airlines, they charge now if you want to pick a seat, but I'll spend a little bit of extra money to do that. Whereas before I would just look for the cheap flight, the one with the most layovers because it was yeah. you know, hundred pounds <laughs> cheaper. I don't yeah. do that anymore. I'm over Two that. Two extra I, layovers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, you know, I make enough money now in, in my, in my, my thirties or in my career uh, that I'm in that I can, I can splurge on those little extras, but I think those are probably the two, the yeah. two main ones. There's definitely other ones. What about you? What are the two? Or not well, two, I mean, but what are the main ones? I can you definitely can relate. So I'm going to Sydney at this the end of this month for a work conference, and it's so funny right. work travel versus personal travel. But like, I'm still so so I booked Jetstar, which is Australia's budget airline, mm-hmm. but then I did the like forty dollar upgrade each way. So it's like I got to pick my seat. I got extra leg space. Uh, you know, I get a package and priority boarding and all this stuff. And I just was like, yes, like I want that. I don't want to go yeah. and be stuck. <laughs> it's like an hour flight. Like I really yeah. didn't need it, but I wanted it. So I did right. it. It's a work expense, whatever. So I did that. And then accommodation is an interesting one because I still teeter on the cheaper side. I have a really hard time spending money on hotels and we, so my partner and I are looking at going to Cairns in Australia, in Queensland for a week. And we're, our styles are so different. Like my first inclination is still to look at couch surfing first and then to look at hostels, then Airbnbs, then hotels Mm. where he went direct to like fancy hotels. And I was like, so he's getting... traveling like the same that I probably would now. No, I do. I wouldn't do fancy hotels, just hotel. Mm-hmm. I was getting an eye twitch looking, but at the end of the day for this trip, I'm getting flights. He's getting accommodation. So I just needed to suck it up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm not there with accommodation yet. I can't imagine he'd want to stay in a, like a, on couch surfing with you <laughs> Some. I don't think there's anything you'd rather do less. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's where you have to make a compromise, I suppose. Mm-hmm. My, my big two are flights and ground transportation. Ground transportation, I am, like, I mean, I take trans- public transportation when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, airport transfers, I just always want to Uber. I don't even care. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to have bags and luggage and trying to pull them up the tram and I don't it's know. funny that that you mention uber because um as much as i do love to take an uber again depending on where i am as i get older though and this is something that crosses my mind i i care a lot more about the environment now mm-hmm. <laughs> and i have that sort of guilt trip oh, shit, kind of yeah. running running through my head anytime i've you know booked an uber where it's just me where i could take a train i'm like mm, do i really need to book this car just for me should I get and it's funny because I never would have thought of that in my 20s I mean I don't know if it's just that 
10 years on the planet is on the verge of death but um that's something i do think of now and again when it makes sense if i've got if i've got loads of luggage yeah fine i'll, I'll get newer where i know it's going to be a lot more convenient but you know i'm like i i have that little voice in my head telling me it's not good for the planet i could take yeah. a train yeah well i think and honestly i feel like we should do an episode soon on being environmentally cautious while traveling because there's a yeah. lot of different facets of that. Hopefully um, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle listen to it. Let's do it. Let's do it and tag the yeah. shit out of them. All those all those private private planes <laughs> they've been taking lately. <laughs> I, I mean, if there's anyone in the world I understand taking private jets for security, it's probably them. But, yeah, but I mean, if um, his brother and his wife can take commercial, which they do, then I'm sure Meghan and Harry will be fine as well. True. Anyways, I digress. So I'm going to segue and then I'm going to jump to old age and then we can talk about everything in between because what mm-hmm. really got me thinking about this was the, my parents came to visit me from Canada and Australia last year and they kept talking about the public transit. They took So they were here, I spent some time with them and then there were days where I had to work. So they went into the city by themselves and did their own thing. And when they got yeah. back, they kept talking about public transit. They were telling me about the trains they took and how... They got on at one spot, but they figured out and they got off at another spot and then found it like it. And to me, it was the most boring thing they could have told me. I was like, yeah, right. that's how that's how it works. That's how the trains work here. <laughs> and um, and what I realized eventually that my mom told me, and I'm like, God, I'm a jerk, is that their whole lives they've done tours. It was right. the very that was the very first time they'd ever taken public transit ever, not even at home. So for them, as they were telling me all about the trams and the trains, it was new to them. They'd never done it. And this was the first trip they'd ever taken that wasn't organized by a tour guide. Oh, right. And or like a travel so agent? Much... Did, they, did yeah. they used to go to like travel agents for everything and they would organize the, yes. you know, the pick up, the drop off and all that? Okay. Yeah, this was they and they've gone to the same travel agent for probably 25 oh, years or so. That's loyalty. And, yeah. So this was really new to them. The idea of, you know, and not having a set itinerary where you go here at 9 a.m., here at 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all very new to them. And that's, you, you just have those moments where you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's so, I would never have realized that if they hadn't pointed it out. Well, and that just got me thinking, because especially for them at their age, that was their first time. I really got to thinking there really are kind of preconceived notions about different types of travel at different ages and when you think of people in their 60s 70s 80s onwards you do think of tour guides don't you oh yeah you think of the whole the the groups that you see walking down the street where the tour guide is holding like the flag up in the air and everyone's following you know what i mean the women in their big hats that go out half a meter yeah head and like the guy, you know, the men are always wearing like the Hawaiian button up t-shirts <laughs> yeah. and like their cargo shorts and strappy sandals with socks yeah. on. <laughs> and, th- and that was another thing my mom said to me once, and uh, I'm going to segue here. So this one isn't travel related, but when you know how a lot of young kids and teenagers and 20s and 30s and older now will dye their hair crazy colors. Mm-hmm. My mom had said to me, oh, I would really love to dye my hair blue. You didn't. Like when we were, when I was that age, we couldn't do that. And now I'm too old. 
And I said, I'm like, you're not too old. Like, you want to go dye your hair blue? Dye your hair. And she did. She got the underneath. She got chunks underneath her hair all dyed blue. And she loved it. You still have hair. So dye it. (laughs) It'll grow out. You can dye it back. Who cares? I mean, yeah. The same thing with travel now. I find older people online saying, oh, you know, I wish I did this. And now it's like, I mean, as long as you're physically capable. Yeah. I, I was going to say, do you think there's certain um, certain activities or certain... Because I, I remember when we were in Egypt together, and I remember being out on the camels near the pyramids, mm-hmm. and I just kept thinking, I'm like, this is not... Like, this is something I'd want to do when I'm younger, when I'm older. Because it is... I don't know, for me, I don't like riding camels and being out in a hot desert, but... It was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm glad I'm doing this now because I feel like in 30, 40 years, I, I wouldn't want to do this. My, I feel like okay. when I'm older, my holidays, I'm going to want the really chill ones. So I'm kind of trying to get all the activity, the big, the big ones out now while I'm young. But I say that and I do no. still know people like that, that, that will do these, uh, sort of it, activity. What, what's the word I'm looking it, for? Do the excursions, I, excursions. Yeah. At an older I'm, age. I'm like chomping to jump in here because it's so funny. You just picked that specific example because mm-hmm. my mom, her dream, her whole life was to ride a pier- ride a camel around the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're of the generation where it was like, you get a job, you work your whole life, you retire, and then you travel. So they are right. now, thank goodness. A lot of people don't get to that point. Yeah. But... Now that they're traveling, then they didn't want to go to Egypt because there was a travel advisory. And then when you and I went and they realized we were fine by ourselves, they went. They went on a tour and my mom, they did. They got, they got a camels and they rode them around the pyramids and it was hilarious. My mom loved it. My dad, I looked at the photo of him and it was so weird. He was sitting on his sides with both legs off the same side of the camel. Oh, right. and I'm like, Dad, what? And that was how he was riding the camel. And I'm like, What are you doing? And he said, In Alex of Arabia, the movie. Yeah. That was how he rode a camel. So his whole life, he just always wanted to ride a camel like that when he got there. Oh, that's cute. so he did. So he kind of he kind of lived out a dream of his, and so did your mom. And that's and that's it's amazing to think that you got to inspire them to do that. And it might have been something they never did. And you know, if you never went to Egypt, mm-hmm. then they might yeah. have never got to do that. So that's quite cool. Yeah, definitely. But it just, just goes to show that, you know, it is, you, you aren't, you are never too old. And going, going back to parents, my, my dad kind of was the same. So my dad retired a few years ago in his late sixties. And while most people take up gardening as a hobby or I don't know, volunteering, <laughs> my dad decided uh, after he retired, he's like, I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And that was like his yeah. to do. And I was, you know, I kind of said to him like, all right, enjoy that. And then he said, oh, well, do you want to come with me? And I'll be honest, it was not something I was ever really interested in doing. But when you're like late 60s, dad asks you to go climb a mountain in Africa. Yeah. Well, you go How do, do you it. say obviously, no? Yeah. And obviously it was amazing. But, you know, who would, when I told people that my dad was doing this, they're like, really like can people do that at that age and yeah people do it I mean it's it's not the easiest thing to do in the world but he managed well, doing and then the thing is with Mount Kilimanjaro you can do different trails right there's like the yeah. easy trails up to the most difficult ones they all take a, a different 
amount of time. We did not the easiest. I think we were like second, you know, somewhere in the, the medium range. But uh, but we met loads of other other truckers that were, you know, middle-aged, had retired. Uh, it was amazing to see all these people. Same thing where they just had had this lifelong dream of doing it and they were doing it and they were living their lives and taking off yeah. these bucket list experiences. Well, and it's so funny that we kind of associate what you can do with age, whereas it really is your physical abilities because exactly. you can be extremely overweight at 30 years old mm-hmm. and just physically not be able to do things that a 70 year old fit person can do without thinking like a hundred percent. It's all about your abilities and where you're at and what you can do and just being aware of what you can do. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's what it comes down to. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with age. It is about mm-hmm. physical ability. But I think, like you said, we just associate physical ability with age as you age. You know, And I can say now, like me in my mid-30s almost now, I can still mm-hmm. say I'm in my early 30s as of today, but um, <laughs> I'm the most physically fit that I think I've ever been in my entire life. I'm, you know, from 10 years ago, I'm probably much healthier than I was, uh, yeah, when I was yeah. 20, 24, 25 years old. So, and you're looking fine too. Well, thank you. I hope in 10 years time, I can say the same where I can say I'm more physically fit than I was at well, 34. That, the ironic part too, is a lot of your fitness is about how much you push yourselves as well. Like yeah. I know on my around the world trip, I lost 30 pounds that year I was traveling around the world. And it had nothing to do with exercising, going to the gym. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I ate better because the countries I was in are, they're just fresher. You eat eat real food. You don't eat any processed food. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was just walking every day. Walking, climbing, just constantly moving. Yeah. Um, So really, travel, too. It's all about pushing yourself. And the more you push yourself, like you're going to Switzerland and, you know, going hiking for a weekend just to get away and have some time to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's your health, too. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you um, you need those sort of holidays. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Well, and so I'm jumping back a little bit now, but talking about inspiring a different generation to travel, you've inspired my parents as well. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah. My parents are going to Morocco in the new year. Okay. And my mom called me and was like, oh, I need to talk to Andrea. I'm like, Like, why do you need to talk to Andrea, mom? Oh, well, we're going to Morocco and I saw everything she did and I loved it so much and I want to ask her. And I was like, I've been to Morocco, mom. (laughs) So your parents forgot (laughs) that you had been to Morocco? (laughs) She goes, no, you haven't. And I'm like, yes, I certainly have. And I could hear my dad in the background going, I told you she's been to Morocco. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so did you give her the tips? No, no, she can talk to you. I, you know, sometimes you get a little, you know, someone's rubbed you the wrong way. I'm like, all right, you go ask Andrea about Morocco. I'm waiting for her phone call. Gladys, I'll be happy to give you my tips in Morocco. (laughs) I bet my trip was more fun than Steph's anyways. Just kidding. We probably did. We probably did the exact, we probably did the exact same thing. Probably. (laughs) Um, other, so speaking of like activities where we talked about you know climbing mountains and riding camels are there any other activities that you can think of that I don't know that that you would think oh someone might be too old to do that that we because I'm just so I've just asked you the question but I can think of there was a story (laughs) in uh well as I said that I'm like there was a story in in the news a few years ago in London Mm -hmm. about this um this couple so there's a nightclub in London, a quite famous one called Fabric, um, which I've been to okay. many times. I've spent many nights slash early mornings there. Um, but anyways, it's quite a big famous nightclub. Tourists, when they come to London, if they're into that sort of like rave scene, they want to go to Fabric. And it's one of those you tick off your bucket list going, I've done Fabric in London. Um, okay. And there was, a, there was a story in the news of this couple from Poland, and they were in their late 70s, early 70s, late 70s. And they went to Fabric the one night and they stayed there till five o'clock in the morning. And they were like just partying, clubbing. They were drinking cups of tea, which was really cute. Um, but they kind of went because, you know, they, they were in London and it was one of the things to do. So they decided oh my to gosh. go to Fabric. And they were in this like crazy nightclub, this little old couple. And there's, yeah, there's a story online. Oh, I think, I think I remember that. It sounds so familiar. But I think those yeah. are the kind of things where you go and, you know, all the young people, they see, like, you just, you want to, uh, like, encourage them to do that. And I've definitely been at clubs where I see older people there and I'll, like, grab their hand and start twirling them around yeah. and just, like, getting right into that. And they're laughing their heads off. And it's like, yeah. It was just such a, and, and something like that. Because, again, it's, it's, you think of a nightclub and, you, you know, do. this famous nightclub. And only young people will go. And if you're too old, like you say, you're even, I don't know, 50. And you're like, oh, I've always wanted to go to Fabric in London. But, you know, I'm too old for that. There was a 70-something-year-old couple there dancing until 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, it's stuff like that. I love stories like that because I feel like it does encourage people at whatever age to just, again, do the the ticks on their bucket list. Doesn't matter how old you are. Just get it done. I think anyone now who finds themselves thinking, oh, I wish I did that when I was younger. I'm too old for that now. Like yeah. if you ever find, just do it, honestly, because we live in a day and age where you can do anything. Yeah. Well, they so say why, there was, there yeah. was, there's um some, I don't know if this is true, but I remember reading somewhere that they were saying that the majority of people when, when they are 
old and on their deathbeds, the main things that they talk about are the not the things that they have done or accomplished yeah. in their life, but they reflect more on the things that they wish they had done. Yeah. I've and heard that as ta- well. Yeah. And talk about, oh, I wish I had done this, but I thought I was too old or, and the thing is, right. As we age as well, we think we always think we're old. Like even us in our thirties, yeah. you hear people in their thirties going, oh, I'm so old now. I'm so old now. I mean, think to when you're then 70 and think, thinking back to when you're in your 30, you're going to like, you are no matter what age you are, I guess it's, it's not about how old we are. It's about how young we are and our mm-hmm. abilities to, to do the things that we want in life. Yeah. So absolutely. yeah, things like that. I remember being in Thailand a few years ago, uh, at a full moon party, which if anyone's ever been to one of these full moon parties, they are wild. And I was there for new year's and it was the same thing. We met a, a couple in their fifties and they were there traveling together and they said they always wanted to do a, a full moon party. We thought that was the coolest thing that this 50 something year old couple came to Thailand and they were partying same thing until like seven o'clock in the morning, drinking buckets, having the time of their life on new year's Eve at this full moon party. Um, and same thing. I just love meeting people like that. And And I think you and I are at the age in our mid thirties where, Mm As we get older, we won't think anything of doing, you know, all these different things. Whereas the older mm. generation right now grew up with more traditional beliefs. Yeah. So they feel more structured. So they constantly do have those thoughts of like, oh, I'm too old for that. Or, oh, I would have loved to do that when I was your age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happens everywhere. And I, I've mentioned it before on couch surfing. When I see 70, 80 year old hosts on couch surfing. They are my go-to. Like, I I go to them immediately because you know they're going to be the coolest, most interesting people. They're going to they're gonna be the ones with all the amazing travel stories and, and the stories that will inspire you to kind of do the same while you yeah. travel, but as you get older as well. You want, like, I'm the same. I, I meet, when I meet older people, people older than me that still mm-hmm. travel and are still doing, like, these awesome excursions and activities I'm like I hope to god I'm still like that when I'm your age and I feel like like you said I feel like I will be yeah definitely we yeah you're right to go back to your original question we talked about clubbing we talked about mountain climbing we've talked about camels like what other Mm. barriers do we need to break down before we did about this episode and we picked the topic and I was really looking up what you do as you get old. And I'm not just meaning older. I mean, you know, what are people at 40 expected they should do? What do they think you should do at 50? Mm. And the articles, if you were to read articles online, and a lot of them were travel agencies, yeah, they really make you think you're capable of less than you probably are. Oh, really? So I, oh. I find like travel agencies and travel agents anyways are so old school. Like you, when you even mention your parents using the same travel agent for Mm -hmm. however many years. Like to me, I don't know. I always picture going into a stuffy office and sitting down with someone who's actually never traveled themselves and is trying to give you tips and advice on like where you should go and what you should do. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like travel agents anyways. Again, maybe this is an age thing or a generation thing, but I can imagine they would have a list being like, oh, when you're older, as if like, as in like in your 40s or 50s. Like here's the things you should consider. Yeah. Do you find uh, the one 
thing I think of when I think of stereotypes, and I feel like this is a little bit true, even as I'm finding as I age, is when I was younger, I wanted to go to a place and like, like when I went to Europe, I was like, boom, boom, country, 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 country. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get older, you want to, you know, maybe go spend three weeks in Italy and see all of Italy. Not all of it, but a lot more. Oh, definitely. Do, do the do, more. Like really immerse yourself in one place and explore it fully rather than moving every two, three days. Yeah. I feel like I, I always want, I feel like I want to experience everything, but at a slower pace, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. which is kind of contradictory but it's exactly that I'd rather spend more time in one place and get the full experience but not feel rushed and not feel like I'm that's definitely something as as I've gotten older I'm with you on that yeah I'm still trying to find the balance I definitely am not as brushed but I'm trying to find that balance between fully experiencing a place and then feeling like I've overstayed hmm do you so find I as well, I, maybe this probably isn't a good question for you, because I think I know the answer to this, but I quite like to do, like, I, I like going home after a holiday. Like, I feel like once I've had my, my fix, mm-hmm. I'm feeling refreshed, revitalized, but then I like to go home after a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Whereas I, when I was younger, I used to have the sort of end of holiday dread you know, where I'm like, oh, I don't want to go home. I've got that like anxiety. I don't know. Do you, do you get that? Or would you still travel for a long period of time? I have found it more since I moved to Australia. Because this is the first time for a long time where I've had a home base where I felt like I want to come home. Yeah. But I think that's more solely related to having a partner than having a place. Right. I think so if home. I weren't with my partner, I would want to be gone constantly still. Mm, makes sense yeah speaking of when we talked about living in um yeah living in other countries so when we first up and moved to the UK we were Mm -hmm. 25 and 26 and I actually remember thinking at 25 I thought I was old to be upping and moving to another country like in my head I I I thought oh this is yeah like I thought this is something you do when you're in your early 20s like at 25 I thought I was old And that's another thing, guys, like I have met people in London there that, that they have moved abroad. They've either moved over here or they moved elsewhere, like in their forties, in their fifties, something, there's a woman I used to work with at a a previous job and she had moved over from the States in her mid forties to London just because she always wanted to do it. And so she finally just did it one day. And that's the other thing. If you have a desire to like live somewhere else or live in another country even if it's temporary do Mm. it like again you're not you're not too old and it's crazy to think that we thought we were old in our mid-20s yeah here we are I look back at us going to London and I think for me and I think this is why you're still there and I ended up going home was Mm. I had a harder time because when we moved I went from you know a house with a driveway backyard three dogs Mm-hmm. a relationship like I went from that to you know renting and I'd never lived in a city before like mm-hmm. and I think I felt too old because it was like it almost felt a bit like a step backwards right from what I'd had to where I was I think I felt old but I think it was mind space like 
I don't know. I guess I just wasn't as strong a person as I am now. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, as you age, you become, you know, more aware, more comfortable with yourself, hopefully for everyone. And you just realize what's right for you. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you the saddest story? And I wish I knew where this woman was in life. Like, I wish I could reach out to this woman and be like, what are you doing right now with your life? Mm. Um, when I was traveling through the States in 2017, I was driving through Montana. I had my destination and in Montana, you can drive for five hours and see nothing, not a single thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm driving down this road of nothingness and I see this massive sign that says world famous bar one mile off the road. And I was like, well, if it's a world famous bar, I guess I need to go. So I turned, I drove and what this it was in a place called two dot montana and it was famous because famous country singer had stopped there and wrote a song called two dot montana so it actually was a little famous kind of place so and when i say small two dot montana the population is like 60 70 people like it is small so i get there i go to the bar i go inside and i order a drink and i don't interrupt because the bartender there and she's talking to a woman who i assumed at the time was her friend and This woman is crying and she's saying, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do now. And then eventually she left. And Mm -hmm. so the bartender and I made contact. I'm like, oh, that's that seemed really sad. Like, I hope that woman's okay." And the bartender explained to me a couple weeks beforehand, she got the bar, got a message on Facebook saying, you know, I'm coming to two dot Montana. I'm looking for work. Like, do you have any open opportunities And the woman thought it was a joke because the town is so small. There's no, like everyone, 95% of the two dot Montana works outside. They drive to work. She thought it was a joke. So she said, hey, there's not much here. You know, you never know what's available around. And then that day that woman showed up and what actually happened, her life story was that she was from Georgia. Her husband and her song was two dot Montana. Right. And her. And her husband died. I think it was of cancer. So her husband died and passed away and she didn't know what to do with her life. She was looking for, you know, a new sense of purpose. And mm-hmm. all she could think of was that she was supposed to go to Tudor, Montana. So right. she packed up her whole life in her car, drove from Georgia to Montana, and then got there and realized there's nothing there. Literally nothing. So she was kind of in that midst of trying to figure out what was next for her. Where was her place in life? And she she just did it. She just picked up and went and probably didn't think twice about how old she was. It was, again, she did. And I think she was 50 and she was starting new. And I think that's the thing is your life circumstances. You can find yourself starting new at any age. Yeah. And when you're starting again, the opportunities are endless. You can start new, different state, different province, different country. Yeah. So for us being 25, 26, when we moved to London, thinking about that, that's crazy. We felt that way. Oh, I know. 50 is the new 25, as they say. I don't Damn think right. What, I don't think that's what they say, but we'll say it. We'll, we'll say it. Awesome. Yeah. So I like I think our overarching me- message here for everyone is your travel, what you want to do, where you want to live is determined by your ability. Not your age. Not your age. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's not to make excuse. I mean, your physical abilities, because your life circumstances I met people traveling around the world who were around on around the world trips themselves who had children who had pets and they were taking them with them. 
if you're a certain age and you're thinking about doing something and you think you're too old, don't. You can probably do it. And if you need someone to tell you that, reach out to us. Yes, you can definitely do it. You're never too old to travel. You're never too old to start new, to move abroad. Age is just a number. Mm -hmm. Go see the world. Hashtag just do it. Just do it. All right. I think that was a good one. I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling uh, optimistic feeling, about... Feeling like it's time to go celebrate and have cake at the office. Yeah, I can't wait. Working on my birthday. Amazing. It's Friday. <laughs> True. Uh, at the time right. of recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone so much for listening. We'll see you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. 